Welcome to Getting Real Estate in Vegas. I am Bridget Magnus and you are watching the Vegas Video Network. Yes. In addition to uh, um, this show, you'll find all of our great programming at the Vegas Video Network or just get them off of iTunes. Uh, if you do have a question or a suggestion for us, please be sure to send that in by email to gettingreal at vegasvideonetwork.com. Well, now that we've got the housekeeping out of the way, let's get on with the Friday figures. All right, today we have 15,779 available units. Um, houses, uh, median price is 136000 That is down from last week. Condominiums and townhomes, $67,000 is the median price, which is up. Foreclosures represent 3,001 of those available units. The median price on those is $105,000, which is a slight climb from last week. 7,842 of them are short sales. Um, median price on those is 114000 which is unfortunately down. We do also have 4,933 non-distressed units by traditional sellers and investors. The median price on those is a nice, healthy $175,000, unchanged from last week. Now, in the last 30 days, we have sold 3,332 homes. The median sales price on those was $111,000, which is up. The median list price is $113,000, which is down. Notice we still have a very, very small gap between those two numbers. This is not a time for low-ball bids. Um, also, it looks like we have stabilized a, in a new price point for those um, final sales, which I'm glad of. I'm glad it's not continuing to go down. We do also have 12,297 contingent and pending sales. Those are cases where the contracts have all been signed and we are waiting to close. Um, 3,792 rentals are available, and in the last 30 days, 2,381 rentals have closed. Now, I am happy. I have got happy news today. Uh, happy local news. Uh, traffic at McCarran Airport is up 5%. Taxable sales is up. And um, our population, according to the U.S. Census, did climb over the last decade to $1.95 million dollars. Moreover, um, Moody's, that big investment service, says that we, our uh, recovery should, and I quote, accelerate in 2010. Now, unfortunately, I have some bad news, too. Um, we did have the Case-Shiller housing index come out earlier this week, and it did show price drops in 20 cities, including the Las Vegas area. Um, it has been pointed out to me that Nevada prices are at a 20-year low. Now, that's kind of good news, bad news in conjunction with the other. I understand that we have a question. We do. Wow, Bridget, you handled that very well. That was fast. Oh, good. Even I wasn't even ready. <laughs> <clears throat> Bob wants to know, what does Bridget know about Bank of America misleading consumers about mortgage modifications and short sales in Nevada? And why is Bank of America exiting the reverse mortgage market? Well, I can't honestly speak to the reverse mortgage market because that is not my area of expertise. Reverse mortgages are generally not something you do with a purchase or sale of a home, which is where I usually enter the picture. Now, there are a couple of uh, items in the full version of the Friday figures about mortgage modifications. As you know, it's not just Bank of America that's had a big mess. It's pretty much every major lender who's got a mess. The feds are investigating. And unfortunately, I just don't have anything more than the feds are investigating. 
I'd very much like to tell you something exciting like people are going to jail, but I, I just can't. Wish I could. <laughs> uh, I do have one more little news item to share with you, and that is that the 30-year mixed, uh, excuse me, the 30-year fixed, not mixed, mortgage uh, rates are down to 4.95%. We're back down under 5% again. So between low prices, improving economy in Nevada, and low interest rates, God help me, I never thought I would say this, but it might be a really good time to buy a house. See, I said might. I'm hedging my bets. <laughs> now, I did promise you that today we were going to talk about how to buy a short sale. Last week, we discussed what's going to happen when you buy a foreclosure. A couple weeks ago, we talked about both the foreclosure process and the short sale process. So now we're going to kind of attack this from the standpoint of buying that short sale house. Now, the first thing I want to talk about is what the heck is a short sale? That is when the mortgage holder is going to end up short money at the end. That is the only thing short about these transactions. Either the mortgage owed is greater than the market value, or the homeowner has been kind of slow on their payments, sometimes both. Now, this is not the same thing as a short sale in stocks or commodities. Some of you might remember the end of the movie, Trading Places. There was a great example of the short sale there. You go out into the trading floor, you sell something that you don't own, hoping to buy it to cover at a later date at a lower price. Now, short sales in real estate do need the approval of the mortgage holder, and that does take time. Um, after the homeowner does approve the deal, all the paperwork goes to the bank, and it can take as little as two weeks to get that approval, or it can take months. As a general rule of thumb, I recommend that people allow a minimum of 30 to 60 days to get that approval back. Sometimes in a listing you will see that if something is an approved short sale. That means that at some point there was an offer that did get approved by the bank that for whatever reason did not come to pass, and if someone makes an offer at that price, it is very likely to be quickly approved. Now, both the buyers and the sellers need to have a whole bunch of patience to make a short sale work. After all, after those 30, 60 days, the bank could say no. Another thing is that the bank may come back with a higher price or other terms that they want filled. So buyers need to be aware that they cannot count on that seller to make any repairs to the place. They also need to be aware that they cannot count on the seller making any concessions, such as buying a home warranty or covering part of the closing costs. First off, the seller probably can't afford repairs. If they could afford repairs, they probably would not be short selling the home in the first place. The bank is, the, the, is where the no concessions comes in. They figure that if this person has money to cover your closing costs, well, then by golly, they can pay it to the bank instead. So that's just not going to happen. You may also run into a situation where the, uh, the, the seller is insisting that you go ahead and buy the HOA documents up front, and then you can get reimbursed at close. I don't like it, but it happens. So we have another question already. Yes, we do. Uh, Sherry wants to know who sets the price of a short sale. Well, that's an interesting question, and it kind of happens in two parts. First off, when you're preparing the listing, that is something that the seller and the, the realtor will work on together based on what is current market rate. 
just like any other seller, if I were to handle your short sale, I would come in with a market analysis that says, okay, here are the homes that have sold recently in your area, here are the homes that are available in your area. I think if we price it at this point, we will get good offers and it will go quickly. Now after that, of course, the bank is the one who has the final say. After you do get a purchase offer and it is approved by the seller, all of that stuff goes to the bank and the bank has the final word on the purchase price. Well, and that kind of brings me back to um, some of the, the issues involved here. Um, one of the things that you need to know is that you will, in a short sale, get all of the disclosures that you would expect when buying from a private seller. This is not true with a bank-owned property. And this is directly from my broker, who specifically has advised all of us that we are not to allow waiver of NRS 113 rights on short sales. That is strictly something that you do with bank-owned homes. Um, REOs are sometimes bargains, sometimes short sales are bargains. Do not count on every single one of them being a bargain because if the price is too good, remember just like we talked about, the bank won't approve it. If the bank doesn't approve it, it doesn't happen and you're back to square one after waiting a month or two to find out. Nobody wants to do that. Now some, some of these uh, homes are in better condition than bank owned properties. Some of them even have people living in them. So you know it is at least at habitable. It is possible to live here without any uh, great hardship. However, rule of thumb still is that if somebody can't afford their home, chances are they may also not be able to afford a lot of repairs. So again, be very careful with your home inspection and make sure that you really keep an eye out for possible pro problems that need to be fixed. The last thing I'm going to point out is that the, your best odds of making this transaction work include having a really good realtor on both sides, both the buyer and the seller. So when you are shopping around for a realtor, be sure to ask what their experience is with short sales. So then, who's ready for some real advice? Up front, I would like to thank the nice folks at RAS Media for bringing us this list of things that people should know about FHA loans. That is the Federal Housing Administration and they guarantee some loans. Now the first thing that you need to know is that they're not just for low income buyers. Anybody can get an FHA mortgage. Moreover, they're not just for first-time buyers. Your 10th house, your 12th house, that's fine. As long as you're planning on living on it, you can be an FHA buyer. Also, a lot of people think that you're only allowed to have small loans with this program. Well, the fact of the matter is that the maximum amount you're allowed to borrow on an FHA loan does vary from county to county, so please, this is something you need to ask your mortgage professional about for the county you are planning on buying in. FHA loans are also not the same thing, nothing to do with the Section 8 program for low-income housing. Granted, they're both programs with the Department of Housing and Urban Development, but that is where it ends. Now, FHA loans are also often more affordable than conventional loans because you only have to come up with a minimum 3.5% down payment. 
instead of 10% or 20%, like in a conventional loan. Now, this is kind of a controversial area. Some people think that it's important to have, have more skin in the game so that you as a homeowner are more invested in the process. I'm going to leave that decision to you and your mortgage professional. Uh, also, FHA-approved condominium developments are more, uh, more desirable for buyers. The trick part of that is, of course, that there are remarkably few FHA-approved condo developments. You can get a complete list of those developments through HUD.gov. And the last thing, perhaps the most important thing, that you need to remember as a plus for those FHA mortgages is that they are assumable. Well, what the heck does assumable mean? It means that someday, when interest rates are not 5%, but are 6% or 10% or whatever, you, if you have a seller who is qualified to assume the mortgage, you can sell it that way rather than that person having to take out a new mortgage at whatever the market rate is. Now, that's seven great things about FHA loans. I would like to point out a couple not so great things about them. Well, this one's kind of a mixed thing, actually. The FHA does have strict guidelines about the condition of the home you are trying to purchase with an FHA loan. One of the conditions might be that certain things have to be repaired. That means that this is a poor choice for most distressed properties, especially REO properties. Now, that's, got, that's the bad news. The, the good news is that if you are in a situation where the, the house you love is a little bit distressed, there is a program called the 203B program through the FHA where you can, at the same time you get your FHA loan, go ahead and borrow the funds to bring that property up to code. Once more, I just urge you to please go ahead and have a good talk with your mortgage professional. If you don't have a mortgage professional, let me know and I can hook you up with some people who will take good care of you. Well then, I hope you have a terrific weekend. Thank you so much for watching Getting Real Estate in Vegas. Once more, I am Bridget Magnus. This is the Vegas Video Network. Be sure to give us a jingle at gettingreal at vegasvideonetwork.com. If you have a personal real estate need, go ahead and let me know at bridgetmagnus.com. Good night. Thank you.